Welcome to the Strong Life Coach Podcast, where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Today, I'm joined in the podcast studio by Bailey Baker of Bailey Baker State Farm Insurance. I, yes. I don't mess it up. Yes, Bailey Baker State Farm. State Farm. Yes, <laughs> Bailey, welcome to the show. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Yes, I am pumped up and excited about what you're going to share. Let me make sure I go over your biography so people know exactly who you are. You're three years going strong as the State Farm Agency owner. Newly engaged on New Year's Eve this past Yes. This past New Year's Eve. Exciting. Congratulations to you and Brandon. Thank you. You graduated from UT Austin with a degree in business marketing. Your favorite hobbies include shopping, sewing, sleeping, and trying new restaurants. Yes. Also, your activities of interest include socializing, traveling, design, and marketing. As well as you are the Business Network International President of our local chapter. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your leadership and your service. Thank you. I really enjoy it. So let's jump in and, and, and tell me about how you got started in the insurance business. So obviously I didn't go to school for insurance. Um, and when I was a senior, you know, all my friends around me, when I was at McCombs Business School, it was recruiting. I mean, mm -hmm. you, your job was to get a job. Yes. And I was just so amazed. I mean, it was a really uh, amazing place to be. And I felt a lot of times that I didn't deserve to be there. And I had so many friends that were getting recruited for these huge consulting firms, accounting firms, mm -hmm. finance firms, or finance. Sure. And <laughs> I was just, I was in marketing. I, I wanted, I wanted a, a just a, a different life than that. And mm -hmm. But there was not recruiting really built for marketing. They're like, oh, you want that flexibility, all these different things you can do? Well, go for it. Figure it out. Mm. So I'm like, man. And I had taken some classes in textiles and apparel. So I was kind of trying to go down the fashion uh, route. And I applied at, you know, Neiman Marcus Corporate, Anthropology Corporate. And um, I kind of realized like, that I I really wanted financial independence. I yes. didn't want to be asking my parents for money or to pay my rent. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, those jobs were not going to allow that for yes. me. And so I, I applied at, at Pepsi. It was one of the places that I applied, got the job. And I was so excited. I was going to be financially independent, moving to San Antonio, right. live in my own apartment. Self-sufficient, doing it for yourself. Yes. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Mm. Pepsi is an amazing company. It is a huge company. But the sales that I was doing, I did not realize that it was going to be, you know, just really manual labor every day, um, slinging cases, wearing stilto shoes, wearing the short sleeve button down that all the truck drivers wear. Do you have any pictures of this? I, I feel like we all put some pictures up on the screen. I, yeah, we need to find some pictures. I think, I think I have some from my first day, like touring the the plant, um, and I still have some stilto shoes at at home because those are expensive. Um, I So I, I had no idea that that was going to be such a, a heavy labor and, and hard job, but I wanted to stick with it because I knew that I'd be able to go go far up, mm -hmm. up the chain with, with Pepsi. And so I, after about a year and a half, I became a manager. And then I started to kind of realize that 
no matter how far up I worked, it was always going to be longer hours and more work and moving all around the country. And it was never going to be less work. I was never going to have more flexibility for my family. And so that was kind of one of the things where I was like, wow, like, I wonder if there is something out there that would allow that. I wasn't actively looking for jobs at the time, but my brother-in-law's best man in his wedding, mm-hmm. best friend, had been a State Farm agent for six or seven years. And he approached me and was like, hey, Bailey, I know you've been doing sales management. You've been leading a team. I am moving into State Farm corporate and I'm having to leave my agency behind in San Antonio. Would you be interested in taking this over? Mm-hmm. And my brother-in-law is like, oh my gosh, if you don't take this, I will because Uh-oh. I know that he is built this from scratch and he has such a sweet setup now i mean he turned down the corporate offer four times Mm -hmm. before he finally uh had a had a good reason to to go and he's like and and guess what bailey and by the way i forgot to mention this but the other thing about pepsi wasn't just the labor but it was also crazy hours i mean four o'clock five o'clock in the morning oh my goodness all the time i mean i was so excited to sleep in until 6 a.m on the weekends (laughs) like that was that was another crazy aspect of it and so (laughs) sorry let me me, me just say because and and i want to make sure we're highlighting these key components of your journey for people tuning in so they're able to really apply some of these (laughs) principles in so so out of college so and i know this i've talked to a number of students and they're Mm -hmm. they're there's fear of making the perfect choice after college, you know, I'm going the right path. This is what I want to do for what, what I want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. And then your journey was, yeah, yeah. I want to make sure that I am being self-sufficient, uh-huh. independence, and not being a burden on my parents. Uh-huh. In, in which, again, that's that's the, some psychological growth in and of itself. And I, I've read, I've read and heard about the psychological damage it is when you're dependent on somebody else mm-hmm. to provide and how it robs you of certain confidence. But you were out there slanging crates, <laughs> manual labor, sales. And again, the way I, I see you, you know, you're, uh, you're, you're, you're a fa- fashion is your thing. Yes. Right? And uh, of course I see, I see you in this leadership role at business network international. And of course, but, but then it's, it's, it's a wild idea to imagine Bailey Baker slinging crates, manual <laughs> labor, steel toe boots. That's why I was, I was teasing yes. about the picture. <laughs> yes. But I think it's, it's such a powerful concept of exploration and exploring something out of college, even if, if it wasn't this dream mm-hmm. role, but you never know what's going to happen. And I know you're about to get to that part. So, so go ahead. Yes, yes. Your, your dream, if your dream job happens for you right out of college, awesome. But you're one person in like six billion that that happens for. <laughs> right, right, right. But one thing I knew I needed to stick with something for at least a little while. So I was with Pepsi for like three and a half years mm-hmm. and, or I'm sorry, maybe two and a half. Um, but so, you know, um, I, I, they're like, okay, so do you want to do this? I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about insurance. Yes. I don't know anything about this life. And I kind of get the feeling that this is something that you do for the rest of your life. And that's what I was looking for too. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be typical millennial, you know, hopping around this mm-hmm. job, that job, you know, what's next, next week, flavor of the week. Sure. Um, I wanted something permanent and I wanted to be in San Antonio permanently. 
And so I said, I don't know, I have a lot more questions to ask. And so I did a lot of research about the industry, where insurance was going, and just kind of about insurance in general, and you know, learn pros and cons. And then I interviewed a bunch of um, State Farm agents and did research on State Farm as a company too and where State Farm's going. And Can we jump on that real yes. quick? So think about, or if you're listening in, you're thinking of, and you're in this, this phase where you're thinking about transitioning. Here what ba- Bailey just said, she interviewed people that were already doing the role she was considering. So you, went, you interviewed about how many people-ish? Uh, five or six so, agents. Which is like a powerful concept. So you went to somebody in the role and they were willing to share their, their insight and experience with you? Yes, and at different stages too. So some people who had just newly started, um, men, women in the business. Um, I remember interviewing a female agent who had who was kind of newly married and had a, and had a newborn baby. Mm-hmm. And she had her baby there at the office and I just thought, wow, like this is true, you know, integration of your life into the business. And she wasn't stressed out about it. She's like, I just want to spend time with my baby and I can Mm. do that here. And she talked about all the different things that she was doing with her team. And and it was kind of a trend with all the agents, you know, some had different personalities than others, but everybody you know at some point mentioned you know being able to have that flexibility and it's not not that it's easy because nothing is easy they all you they all have to build their businesses up but the idea that you could actually get some of that sweat equity back Mm -hmm. was just a mind-blowing concept to me because i knew i wasn't gonna get any of that back Mm -hmm. uh, working for a stock company unless i became you know ceo but even and even indra newey the ceo of pepsi always talks about the struggles that she has with her work-life balance and you know how hard it was to be able to you know make games that her kids were playing in or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be and I'm like man I never want that to be a problem yes. I want to be able to have holidays off mm-hmm. with my family right. so that and knowing how State Farm is as a company and knowing what the career was going to be like, I thought, you know what, this is exactly what I want to do. And I had to, within two weeks, get my licenses, um, build a business plan interview and get all of that done. I mean, with just a whirlwind and then, of course, jump in. Yes. And it's it was like drinking water from a fire hose at (laughs) first. And some days it still feels like that because the world constantly changes and there's always new information. But I love it Mm -hmm. so much. And I'm so thankful for this opportunity and so blessed to be able to do what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing from you is you discovered your life's calling. Like, so you, you found out what is what you want to do, is what, you, what you want to do for the rest of your life. It fulfills these pillar needs that you have from flexibility to being able to have holidays off. And you found it. And again, I want to highlight the journey. It was, it was college. It was a job that you actually weren't crazy fired up about, crazy <laughs> excited about. But that led you to this other opportunity. And again, I think, I think there's always such so much power in the exploration process. Absolutely. And, you know, knowing what I know now, would I have even applied for the job with Pepsi? Probably not because I would have been too afraid or too turned off by it. But in the end, I'm so glad that I had that experience because 
one, it helped me really solidify what's important to me mm-hmm. and for the rest of my life and for my yes. career. And two, it taught me some really valuable character building concept. It helped me really develop a tough skin mm-hmm. and understand that anybody can do anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I can do that job, yeah. anybody can do anything. You know, you, you even kind of explained the, the way the job was. It was um, predominantly a male in that setting. All male. All male. Oh, yes. And that was another kind of shock to my system is that, you know, I was the only female in that role. And even as a manager, I was the only female. And mm-hmm. there at this particular location, there were over 300 employees and I think total and most of the women were in administration roles I think there were five or six women mm-hmm. out of 300 men and my whole life has always been very heavily female dominated my mm-hmm. family is all female mm-hmm. I grew up my sport was dance mm-hmm. all female yes. um, even my major and in college you know marketing was very heavily female dominated textiles and apparel and then I worked in retail all female mm-hmm. and then I go all male yes. <laughs> <laughs> Steel boots. lots of I mean you talk about developing a thick skin mm-hmm. you know and I even remember I was kind of a spoiled brat in in high school and college and sometimes I probably still am mm-hmm. but I remember my mom telling me after I'd been working for Pepsi for a while that wow Bailey you're a lot cooler now than you were before <laughs> <laughs> yes 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 so to tell, tell me what do you enjoy most about the your profession the insurance industry what do you what do you enjoy most about what you do being able to work with people um and, and I, you know, I mentioned having taken classes in textiles and apparel. My dream in high school was being a fashion designer. Mm-hmm. And as I started taking more of these classes, I realized, you know, I'm going to have to spend probably 13 hours a day at a sewing machine mm-hmm. and not interacting with people a lot. And yes. the thought of that was so depressing to me. I'm a hundred percent extrovert. Mm-hmm. I get my energy from being around other people. And I started to really realize what that meant and for a job. And as I started getting more into business classes, I realized that that was something that I really, you know, enjoyed more being able to kind of work with people and around people. And in my my job I mean I'm meeting with customers every day I get to develop my team work with my team every day and really dive in deep with people about what's important to them mm-hmm. and how to accomplish their dreams that's my favorite part yes what I want to highlight about what you described was you had this dream in high school you thought it would be one way then you begin to get some experience with the dream and you're like, well, there is an evaluation that took place mm-hmm. and you, you've engaged your energy, right? The introvert, extrovert, and where do I get my energy from? I get it from people. And then in this dream I had before, will this role with this dream job actually fulfill me? And what, what I'm hearing from you is the answer was no, because you want to be around with people. And then the insurance industry and owning your own agency helps you to do that regularly with your your team there, but also with your clientele. Yes. I think there's a a principle in there of um, sometimes our dream actually isn't all we thought it would be or could be or should be. And then but having the the courage and having the um, I think there's almost humility. There's humility to to say, you know what, this dream wasn't that good. 
and it's okay. I'm going to do something else. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was a lot of humbling experiences <laughs> that I went through mm-hmm. throughout, you know, even high school, especially college, and of course with Pepsi. And just realizing that, okay, my original idea, it's okay to be wrong. Mm-hmm, yes. It's okay to be That's wrong. And, and, and now, I mean, even in my business today, just realizing that I will fail at some point, mm-hmm. maybe on a daily basis, and just not being afraid of that. Yes is something that I didn't think that I would learn from from some of those hard things. That's right. It's okay to be wrong. I love it. I love it. All right. Talk to me about what separates you and your organization from the competition. So, you know, State Farm as as a as a larger entity, you know, of course, you know, there is an amazing claims experience. I'll mention mine in a minute. Go ahead. Keep going, keep going. Awesome. I'd love to hear about it. Um, the claims experience is second to none. Uh, the the quality of the coverage, you know, that kind of goes hand in hand is second to none. Um, and then on a more um, micro level, my business, Bailey Baker State Farm, customers choose my agency because of the customer service. They know that they're going to get the level of detail, the time that we spend with them, and the education that we give them on what they're paying for, their options, their choices. Yes. And really just having a meaningful conversation. They know that they're going to get that. And that's why people will choose me over anybody else. Mm, yes, <laughs> yes. And back to the claims experience, right? Like the the amazing job. So I know it was 2016, I believe. And, and the year before, in 2015, my wife and I, we had just purchased a 2014 Toyota Camry. Yes. And then in uh, 2016 came and there was a billion dollar hailstorm that came through. Yes. And then, so then um, got my car went to State Farm and it was a $13,000 payout from State Farm and it was we were in and out like in five ten minutes so it was a super seamless process but I think it's one of those areas where I, I, I fully endorse the State Farm experience from a claims perspective and how they were really there for us when that storm came through we, we, we were completely taken care of love it so um, well done State Farm and uh, Talk a little bit about, so you have, you're three years in now, mm-hmm. right? So talk about what advice you would offer to somebody who was starting out as an agency owner. Yes. Um, really focus on the fact that you're serving people. You are doing what you're doing to help people. Mm-hmm. If you focus on anything else, the money, your ego, you will have such a harder time. I mean, what we're doing, it's its all about doing something for somebody else. And that concept has relieved so much stress and, you know, makes the answer that somebody else gives you on the other end, it... it means something but it means something different from what's it what's in it for me it's not about that Mm -hmm. it's all about what's in it for the other person and so now there's no pressure and when I started to really really believe that Mm -hmm. and understand what that meant my job became so much easier so much more enjoyable and we started growing a lot faster too Mm -hmm. yes 
it is amazing and i heard this line that that is speaking to me as you shared that which was people love to buy but they hate to be sold to and if 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 you are giving off the impression hey i'm trying to sell you i'm trying to sell you i'm trying to sell you versus what you were describing i'm trying to serve you like that might be with me. That might be somewhere else. But I'm gonna. You're gonna know something about me and what I bring to the table is I'm completely you-minded, selfless, and thinking about you. I, I love that transition you talked about. Instead of being what's in it for me, what's in it for the other person. So um, again, as you're thinking about that, for the business owners who are listening in, finding unique ways to not just not just give an impression that I'm in it for you, but to genuinely go. I'm doing this to serve other people, to help other people, and to make that a regular part of your practice can yield the results that you, that you were even talking about, you were able to have as well. What's one thing you would do with your business if you knew you were not going to fail? Oh, man. It would be to hire 10 or 20 people today. Mm-hmm. I mean making a hire is one of the biggest risks that you can make and uh, you know in my first year in business I turned over 11 employees Wow! and knowing how expensive that is on a very real level um, you know there's a lot of you know withholding when it comes to just jumping in and hiring a new person there's a lot of I mean I'm I'm very thorough in my vetting and I'll have multiple interview rounds Um, but if I knew that I'd be able to bring on a huge team that would be willing to put as much love and care into my customers and the business as I do, mm-hmm. I would do that immediately. Yes. I'd, I'd fill up every square inch of my office and buy a new office <laughs> to fill up more. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know what, what it reminds me of? I read a stat saying that it costs at least $15,000 to lose an employee and then have to refill to what we'll recruit mm-hmm. and then refill and then retrain and get them up to speed at least fifteen thousand dollars and depending that's depending on the salary range but i think that was a study on about forty five thousand dollar salary and when hearing that you think about 11 people you know even if it's close to that average that can cost so much money and, and i think any business owner relates to that is we all want great people and sadly sometimes great people are are difficult to find right right and you know and and in this business it's all about trust too and so I really have to trust my people because my value proposition right is about being able to know what you're going to get when you're calling in you're not calling in to 1-800-GOOD-LUCK you're calling Bailey Baker State Farm and especially nowadays too with the unemployment being so low people aren't you know people aren't as hungry they're they're looking what can you give me because Mm -hmm. I'm a hot commodity you know what can you give me and that's just not what is that's not what being on my team is about that's not what I'm about Mm -hmm. and so I'm so blessed to have the awesome team that I do have and I make sure that I take as good of care of them as I possibly can Mm -hmm. because I know how valuable they are yes naturally I know one of your your team members Megan so a special shout out to her and uh, you know we worked together at Nationwide before um yes i love seeing your passion for your team what do you see as the coming trends in the insurance industry yes so um i'm seeing 
there are there are a lot of insurance companies out there a lot and there are new ones popping up mm-hmm. um and it it's easier now to start a business than it ever was before and you can see i mean state farm has been so successful over the past almost 100 years Mm -hmm. um we're getting to getting ready to celebrate the 100 year anniversary in a couple years nice and and they've remained in the top fortune 50 for about that long as well and so it's a very you know safe business to be in especially since people are required to have insurance so so we're seeing a lot of competition and insurance is now becoming a commodity if if not already Mm -hmm. i mean i know you know your auto liability insurance is pretty much a commodity now Mm -hmm. We have lots of little companies, even even local ones in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. So the competition is becoming so fierce that agencies and companies are having to differentiate themselves mm-hmm. in ways that they never had to do before. So the increased expectations for customer service is huge, mm-hmm. and the um, technological capabilities are are more important than they ever have been and will become increasingly important and so the ability to have an easy app to work with and an easy claims experience and not have to talk to a a person and just get it done in 30 seconds Mm -hmm. that is more important and becoming more important but also the diversification of what you're able to offer in one stop. Mm -hmm. So the future of my business will be offering more of a product range, um, offering not just insurance, but also, you know, banking products going into now mortgages Mm -hmm. and then retirement planning. And, and it makes sense because we're already getting into these deep conversations about what is important to the customer, what is important for their life and their family. And so these kind of life products make a lot of sense and it just makes everything easier. This world that we're living in is so overwhelming and it's becoming more so because we're overstimulated. We have everything all the time. (laughs) And so it's so nice to just have everything with one company and a company that's diversified, a company that has got the quality that you need Mm -hmm. and a person that you can trust behind it. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you do need to talk to a real person and not 1-800-GOOD-LUCK or the automated voicemail Mm -hmm. system. So that's kind of where things are going Mm -hmm. and I'm going with it. Yes. I'm like, I'm on board. Let's let's get more training, more classes, more licenses, more designations, and offer more for my people. Yes, I love it. I love adjusting with the times. I think there's innovation in that space. There's you're thinking about you're not getting behind the curve because mm-hmm. the curve's happening. You can either be with it, yes. or you could be late. You you could be you you could be early. You could be on time, or you could be late. Yes. And it sounds like you're you're, you're prepared to be early. I love to hear it. All right. Um, this is the last question before we have our final question. So we have, uh, what ways have you found to be the most effective for promoting your business? 
Oh my goodness. I tried so many things in my first year of business. I spent just sickening amounts of money on different types of advertising to try to get more business in the door. Um, I spent a lot of money on online advertising, um, paid search where you're coming up first on the Google search. Um, I, I did all these huge events where uh, we would meet at 200 people, you know, give them a gift if, they've, if they'd fill out a survey and then spend so much time trying to contact them in order to give them a quote and hopefully win their business. Mm-hmm. And gosh, the most, oh, and, and internet leads too. That was always crazy um, where people will search and say, yes, I want a quote to some generic quoting site. Mm-hmm. And then it would send out their information to like a hundred different businesses. So they get all these phone calls. And now we're one of the phone calls and they're like, we just want to stop being called. Can Uh, you please take us off your list? And we're like, okay. So the most effective by far after accumulating all that data and seeing what our highest closing ratio was, was from referrals. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it it makes sense, you know, with Business Network International, that's what we're all about. And that's why I I put so much into it because I know how awesome that relationship marketing can be. It's people that already did business with us. They loved their experience and now they're telling their friends and family about us and they're coming into wanting to do business with us. And our closing ratio, you know, was 30, 50%, so much higher Mm. than the maybe a 1% closing ratio from internet leads or whatever the case may be. So now I kind of sat down and told my team, I'm like, hey, I'm cutting off the internet leads. I'm cutting off, you know, certain other advertising that, Mm -hmm. that we do. I'm really cutting my expenses there. And guess what? I'm putting it back into you guys. Mm-hmm. So now I have a retirement plan for them. Yes. I'm off- able to offer them benefits that I haven't been able to offer before because they're the ones that are generating those referrals. It's sure. their dedication to the the customer and the business that is bringing all that more that new business in. And so I just reinvest that back into them and reward them for for the referrals as well. Mm-hmm. I love it. And, uh, and and it speaks to how passionate you are because you serve as the president of our local chapter. And But hearing the, the closing ratio, I think that jumps out to me, 30 to 50% um, compared to everything else that, that we're doing. Like there's, there's like no comparison, right? When you think about a referral that's a person to person, human being to human being, eyeball to eyeball, and them endorsing you and your product or your service or who you are um, to to them is it's such a such a powerful powerful thing. And I'm glad, I'm glad you highlighted that again. Thank you for your service as the president of our local chapter. Thank you. Grateful for you. So let's close out with one final question, which is, how has your mom inspired you in your business journey? Oh my goodness. I recently wrote a letter to my 16-year-old self. Oh, really? <laughs> and one of the things that I talked about was, hey, be nicer to mom. Mm-hmm. Chill out <laughs> because she is working her rear end off to make sure that your lifestyle does not decrease in quality. Mm-hmm. And 
that's exactly, you know, when my parents got divorced, I was about 10 years old. My mom didn't have a college degree. She didn't have any working experience at all. Mm -hmm. And the fastest thing that she could do was go out and get her real estate license. Mm -hmm. And she worked so hard every single day until late at night, early in the morning, on weekends, you know, showing houses, open houses, everything that you could do. And she really trusted in God that he would provide for her mm-hmm. and she would put in the work yes and that's exactly what happened and i don't remember ever having to go without anything i was such a spoiled brat <laughs> and now she's been the number one realtor in the entire rio grand valley for years and has been so successful doing that and just without any fear she just dove into that mm-hmm. without any experience no you know special mentors i mean I'm, she had many mentors and mm-hmm. along the way and and sought counsel sure. amongst people that she trusted but there was no special recipe for what she did and you know she's very smart but you know there there was no clear reason for for her success other than her faith her perseverance and her work ethic and she instilled that in me and i i dove into this business without any fear and just knowing you know if there's something that you cannot let fail like for her it was you know her girls she couldn't let that fail she needed us to be taken care of at the same if not better quality of living and she couldn't let it fail so she didn't and she taught that to me and so now i i truly believe if there's something that you cannot let fail don't don't let it happen make it happen whatever you needed to to do make it happen Mm -hmm. so gosh i'm so thankful for her Mm -hmm. she's been you know she she's poured so many blessings over me and my sister's lives and i'm so thankful for everything that she's done yes I love hearing about your mom, and it sounds like she really ingrained in the principle of I gotta make it or I gotta make it. And there's no other option. <laughs> That's just it. And uh, so thank you. I think it's always endearing to hear somebody speak so highly about their, their parent, their, their mother, and, and, the, and the positive influence she's had on your business journey and the, even the success that she's had. It's, it's, it's amazing to hear about. So if you are tuning in, I'm here with Bailey Baker. We are talking about her leadership journey. We're talking about insurance. We are digging in because uh, she is the owner of of state. She's a state farm agency owner. And I want to remind everybody, if you're tuning in, uh, comment, share this this podcast episode with somebody who could benefit from. Maybe it's a senior in, in college. Maybe it's somebody starting out in their business owner journey. Maybe it's somebody else who you know it can help. I want to encourage you to share the podcast, subscribe for sure, and let us know what you think so we could um, keep on growing ourselves. But Bailey, thank you again so much for joining me on the Strong Life Coach Podcast, where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.